Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Homeschool Life Coach from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, you're not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there's just too many things to do. Or if you're a homeschool mama that's not showing up in her homeschool the way she wants to show up in her homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I've dedicated this third season of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast to the newer homeschool mama or the homeschool curious. So if you've been homeschooling for just a few years, a few months, or are considering homeschooling for the upcoming year, then this podcast season is dedicated to you. So welcome, homeschool mama. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about homeschool curriculum five clever suggestions that I can offer you from a couple decades of buying a whole lot of curriculum that I might add I still have in my homeschool room. When you buy new homeschool curriculum, how do you know what you should buy? That's often the question. Well, it all depends on how you understand what an education is anyway. A homeschool mama that is following me on Instagram, known as the One Acre Living in PEI, said to me, I was watching Raising A to Z on YouTube, she's Canadian, and it got me pondering if there were any Canadian podcasts about homeschooling, and I was delighted to discover that you're Canadian too. Yes, I am. I'm Canadian. I'm from beautiful British Columbia. Once upon a time, I actually thought that when I first began my homeschool journey, that I would be living in Prince Edward Island. I welcome you and all the Canadians that are listening to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. It turns out that though I be in beautiful British Columbia in Western Canada, I happen to have a whole lot of listeners that are from around the world. So of course, the majority of the people that listen to me are in the United States. Why do I say of course? Because on my side of the world, the numbers of homeschoolers are very high in the United States compared to Canada. But I've also got a variety of different countries represented as listeners like, and these ones were surprising to me, places like Pakistan, Kenya, Jordan, China, and a variety of other Asian countries, which I frankly don't know a lot about homeschooling in those countries. So if you are from those locations, I would love to hear how you homeschool, why you homeschool, and what the dynamic is in those countries as to how you homeschool. And I want to say a warm welcome to all of my Aussie and New Zealand listeners as well. Everyone is welcome. So let's get started. When you buy new homeschool curriculum, how do you know what you should buy? Well, as I said, this all depends on how we understand what an education is anyway. I love the quote by Sir Ken Robinson, the author of The Element. If you haven't read it, you need to. He said, education doesn't need to be reformed. It needs to be transformed. The key to this transformation is not to standardize education, but to personalize it, to build achievement on discovering individual talents of each child, to put students in an environment where they want to learn 
and where they can naturally discover their true passions. So what better place to learn than a home environment? And if this is education, then the hunt for the perfect curriculum won't be required. In my experience, finding that perfect curriculum won't happen. It will be as elusive as finding the Rosetta Stone. Oh, wait, actually, we saw the Rosetta Stone in a London museum, maybe the British History Museum, back in 2012. Okay, it'll be as elusive as my attempt to write the simile. So how do we decide how to buy new homeschool curriculum? If there is no perfect curriculum, well, like I said, much curriculum does exist, but a perfect curriculum does not. Because one can learn from snippets of information from textbooks and Wikipedia and biographies and memoirs and experiments, observation, apprenticeship, play, solitude, in big groups and small groups. But a perfect curriculum you're not going to find. First of all, what is curriculum? Perhaps that question is goofy to you, and if it is, just move on and ignore it. But for those who ask, what constitutes curriculum? My interpretation? Anything someone learns from, which, as you know, can be a whole lot of possibilities. I see it in a Wii system when my child learns hand-eye coordination playing Wii tennis, which I might add he is very good at. I see it in a tennis racket when my child learns the game in real time. Pretty good at that, too. I see it in a chessboard when he learns strategy. I see it in a book, obviously. I see curriculum in an Usborne Internet-linked book. A historical narrative like To Kill a Mockingbird or Jan Hudson's book Sweetgrass. A fun poetry book by Shel Silverstein. A chemistry textbook graphic novels, an atlas, or any book whatsoever. I see it in my child's Mac laptop when my daughter edits and creates videos for her YouTube channel. I see it in the daily use of math workbooks, using a calculator for play, using measuring cups in the kitchen, doing word problems, calculating tax and tip at a restaurant. I see it in a can of paint when my child decides to paint over her childhood favorite fuchsia walls for teenage white. I see it in a measuring tape, a hammer, and a circular saw, when my son and his dad built a goat barn. I see it in games, like Professor Noggins and Scrabble, Pictionary, Scategories, anyone? Monopoly? <laughs> no thanks. Shoots and Ladders, Math Dice, or one of the bazillion games that we have in our family room. Also, note to all those new homeschool families, you might be wise to put stocks in all different game companies. Or don't invest in any stocks whatsoever right now. You decide. I see it in the arts and crafts closet when a child learns to draw with Mark Kistler's Draw Squad, or the girls start their own slime business online, or they're into creating beaded friendship bracelets. I see it in the internet when my son researches the purpose and value of democracy 
as his dad enters politics. I see it in KiwiCo builds, where I end up with a homemade pencil sharpener, ring light, ping pong ball spitter outer, and a date and time flipper. Check KiwiCo online to see those in real life and actually know this isn't an affiliate link. I see it in a guitar when my daughter decides she's done with violin lessons and wants to learn Taylor Swift songs instead. I see it when the entire family, except me, memorizes the entire soundtrack of Something Rotten, Hamilton, and any other Broadway musical known to my husband, which is probably mostly all of them. I see it in the hours the kids while away, caring for the alpine and Nubian goats, the barnyard chickens, the kitties, and the great pier, learning about how to care for animals, learning what animals need, learning to process chickens, feed them, deal with stubborn horned animals, or barking territorial large guardian animals, though fluffy, also annoying, and cannibalistic chickens. Also, I love eating chicken, but is there a grosser animal out there? If you are not a farmer, then I'll just tell you that they're pretty gross. And if you are a farmer, you already know. Okay, so I see curriculum in unfinished NaNoWriMo novellas written every November. I see curriculum in long discussions about politics, discrimination, Black Lives Matter, abortion, human life, women's rights, patriarchy, democracy, war, responsibilities toward families fleeing countries, masking, anti-masking, vaccinations, media exploitation, inflation, communism, consumerism, tax evasion, insurrection, and the power of a listening, nonviolent, communicating ear, an empathetic heart, and a will to pursue peace over being right. I definitely see curriculum in these long discussions. I see curriculum in writing contest submissions or weekly published blog posts by the girls when we travel or when they want to make their way through Julia Child's recipe books. I see curriculum when the kids are making mud patties in the backyard under the semi-arid Canadian sun. Yes, semi-arid in Canada. And I most certainly see curriculum literally any time we leave our home, whether we chat with a post office clerk in our own town, or we take five plane flights into rural Africa, or a Cessna flight to the Arctic Ocean, or we attend a Chicago Cubs game at Fenway Park. Curriculum is everywhere. So is this the definition of curriculum you expected to hear? I'm interrupting this episode to encourage you to create your own homeschool mom curriculum. Okay, so I know that you're super busy and you've got a whole bunch that you need to do for your kids, but there is no doubt that many books and authors and podcasters and coaches have influenced me in my homeschool path. And I have a reading list that could be used as a homeschool mom curriculum. I have two reading lists at present. One is just for your homeschool and the other one is designed for your personal growth. Both of these are important elements 
to a satisfying homeschool life. The books in these reading lists are books that are dear to my heart, that have truly influenced me in how I think. They are also books that I've included in the Homeschool Mama book club each month. The upcoming book choice for our Homeschool Mama book club is by Marshall Rosenberg, Nonviolent Communication. This is a huge book. It is, to me, the Bible of relationships, nonviolent communication. So join us for the Homeschool Mama Book Club next month, but you can also find blog posts on each of the influencers that we have discussed in the Homeschool Mama Book Club, and I will continue to write about how each of these influencers have informed my homeschool. Just last month, we discussed Gordon Newfeld's book, Hold On to Your Kids. We had a discussion about Julie Bogart's book, Raising Critical Thinkers. We're going to have a discussion on John Holton Pat Franga's book, Teach Your Own, John Taylor Gatto's book, Dumbing Us Down. And if I can have Lisa Rivera join me on this podcast, I will be so delighted because she's the author of a book that had a giant life influence on me. She is the author of The Homeschooling Option, How to Decide When It's Right for You. Within a week of reading that book, I decided to homeschool our four kids a huge shift in our life. So if you are interested in creating your own homeschool mama curriculum by reading, you can access my homeschool mama reading list for your homeschool or your homeschool mama reading list for your personal growth over at my website, capturingthecharmlife.com. Now back to the episode. When you buy new homeschool curriculum, choose a specific curriculum for a specific child. You're choosing to educate a child. Even if you have 12 children in your family, you're choosing to educate 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 children. Not an anonymous room full of children. So keep the child in mind. Because halfway through the study season, your child might get bored with a curriculum. And that's okay. I actually think that's okay that they get bored. But P.S. you might too. And that's okay too. You also may have learned that you bought a whole bunch of stuff though that you like and your child doesn't like or your child likes it but you don't like it. So when you purchase curriculum just know that the goal is to keep the child in mind but you and them might be bored by it before the end of the year. If I could tell you anything about buying curriculum it would be this don't buy it. <laughs> but I know I had my my suitcase, my rolling suitcase behind me in the first few years of homeschool conferences and the ones that I attended in the beginning of my early years. And I would have my empty rolling suitcase available for me to put new stuff in. And it was so much fun. Turns out I really didn't need all that. So lesson learned. You will continue to learn about how your specific child learns. You'll learn more about them and you'll keep them in mind a little bit more every year. But your starting point should be your child. Observe their learning tendencies. Pay attention to how they approach their learning when you buy new homeschool curriculum. Does your child prefer reading on their own? Do they prefer reading with you? Do they like completing workbook pages? Because some kids do. 
Some kids don't. You might. Your kids might not. Do your kids like working together with you? Because some kids do, and some kids don't. Some kids prefer to work or read or learn or do things on their bed in a quiet space, or sometimes it's outside, or sometimes it's working with others at a co-op. Do they prefer games? You might discover that your child doesn't prefer to be self-directed, actually prefers you to dictate how they're going to engage their day. Or you may find that she never wants your direction at all. We learn many things about our kids and how they learn over the course of years. Just as we learn there is no textbook for parenting, there's no textbook for homeschooling. Okay, actually there are, but they weren't written for your child. And so though they are somewhat valuable, it is you learning about your child and how they're learning, how they like to learn, what kinds of resources they like to learn from. What are your child's interests? Perhaps he's really interested in dinosaurs. Could you add and subtract those little plastic dinosaurs? Could you spend a lot of time reading about dinosaurs? The act of reading would be about reading, but also about learning about dinosaurs, which is also science, also could be historical discussion. Does he like to draw? Maybe he could learn how to draw dinosaurs or do paper mache dinosaurs. Just kidding. You don't want to do that. That's way too messy. Do you like to bake? You can shape salty pretzels into dinosaur shapes. Unit studies of nearly every topic are easy to find. Incorporate their interests and they'll engage more closely. You can just check out Pinterest. I've got a bunch on my Pinterest account, but you name a topic and you'll probably find a quick and easy unit study for that topic. Child-led learning is a useful way to determine your new homeschool curriculum choice. Note to self, you spend a lot of money, you're probably going to waste a lot of money. It's so much fun to create a space with all the books, with all the science boxes, with all the things that you define as an important curriculum or important thing to include in your homeschool. And they are fun. But if you have a library, get a library card, take out all the books, as many books as you can, or as many resources as you can, and experiment. Discover whether you actually want to use certain kinds of books or whether the kids really are interested in certain topics or if there are certain ways of learning that your kids prefer. You will save a whole lot of money. I had an option to borrow resources from a homeschool mom and her homeschool library and that was super useful. She was a great guide for me to help me imagine how I could do spelling or how I could engage all sorts of different topics. But you know what I found is that sometimes I'd start with something and by the time October and November came around, I was kind of bored with it. Definitely by January, February, I was bored with everything. So the key is to not tell yourself, I have to get through this book before the end of the year, but rather this is a useful resource that I can use for things under the sea or for anatomy or for you name the topic and use that resource when you need it. 
or when it seems valuable to you. You don't have to use the entire curriculum, which I might add is easier to do when you don't buy the curriculum. If you buy the curriculum, you will want to finish it because it was something that someone said you should do in a certain number of weeks. So when we de-school our homeschools, when we come away from this concept of having to do curriculum in a certain way, with the same routine, in the same number of weeks as a school, we instill more freedom, more individualization, and we get a whole lot more purposeful in our homeschools. I love sifting through books and curriculum and games and tables of homeschool offerings. For the few years our kids are with us, we'll personalize an education and help them build on their individual talents. And we'll try, just try, to choose the best curriculum for them. If you want to read more about what to ask yourself to choose the best curriculum for your homeschool or learn about the guidelines for choosing curriculum for a satisfying homeschool, you can head over to my website, capturingthecharmedlife.com. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have thoughts or questions about the episode or about choosing homeschool curriculum or specific homeschool curriculum ideas, I'd love to hear from you. So head over to my website, capturingthecharmedlife.com. Deciding what curriculum to choose for your new homeschool is tricky, mostly because it can be heavy on the pocketbook and then we discover the curriculum isn't ideal anyway. If you'd like to talk with other homeschool mamas about their curriculum choices or the things that they might be purchasing this upcoming homeschool year, you can join us at the Homeschool Mama Year-End Review, which will be happening this upcoming Friday. If you're looking for an authentic, supportive community with like-minded homeschool mamas who want to show up on purpose in their homeschools and their lives, you're welcome to join us at the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Patreon community. Not only will you have good old-fashioned support chats, but you'll get discounts on the D-School Your Homeschool Intensive, that homeschool year-end review I spoke about, the Homeschool Mama Retreat that will be coming up, and extended live interviews with podcast guests. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and your homeschool family. I'll see you there.